Welcome to Beyond the Tools, the podcast that helps contractors attract more leads, grow their business, and finally get off the tools. In each episode, you'll discover marketing tactics that work. You'll get actionable insights from other successful contractors and connect with experts to help you grow. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs, owner of a social media agency that helps contractors attract and convert more leads. Get ready to take your business to the next level so you can finally enjoy the fruits of your hard labor. Ready? Let's go. Hey, contractors, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Tools. Today's guest is Aaron Durkin from Team Follow-Up. Aaron started Team Follow-Up when he essentially got sick of his clients complaining about the quality of their leads and decided to do something about the problem. At Reflective, I've been working with Aaron's team for a number of months now because honestly, we were having the same issues. We were seeing that our clients were really struggling to manage the volume of leads that we were generating, and they weren't following up quick enough, often enough. And ultimately, that was really impacting their results. So today, Aaron and I dig into the process for following up with your leads, some of the things that he's found to be really successful to get someone from, you know, becoming a lead initially to actually getting to that first appointment. We talk about what to look for in an appointment setter, and some tips and tricks to maximize the performance of your calls. So check out this episode because you're going to learn a lot about how much work really goes into the lead follow-up process and how to do it more effectively. Welcome to the show, Aaron. So excited to have you here. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Crystal. I'm excited as well. I think this is great. So I'm very curious to hear how you got started in this business. Like, when did you realize that lead follow-up was such a big problem? Yeah. So it started with my Facebook ads agency, because I used to actually, well, I still do run a Facebook ads agency and a Google ads agency. And it got to a point, there was, it was, it's kind of two things. The first thing was that I just kind of got frustrated that, you know, with marketing, you can't guarantee results. And I'd hate it when a client would start and for some reason, you know, something wouldn't go well. Facebook would ban their account. You know, like you're kind of relying on another company to do your job properly, which is really frustrating. So I didn't like that part of it in the first instance. It wasn't very reliable. But then while I was doing that, I noticed that a lot of clients would complain to me about the quality of the leads. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me have a look into this for you. We look into it and I'm like, well, this lead that we generated for you on Tuesday, you didn't phone until Thursday afternoon. So that's like, that's like two days. So <laughs> I, I get like, maybe the leads are the best quality, but can you at least do your side? Can you at least phone them like, when they come in and be like consistent with it? And uh, it just happened over and over again. And clients would leave because of it. And I was just getting really frustrated. And so, yeah, it was just a combination of like said, of the Facebook banning people and then this. And I was just like, you know what? Like, like there, there must be someone that can solve this. I did a bunch of research, bunch of research and I just couldn't really, like I found some companies, but not a lot of people were doing what I think was good enough. So hmm. yeah, so I started team follow-up. Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like in conversations I've had in the past with, you know, more traditional call centers, they don't always understand the process too, in terms of like 
leads coming in and it being a little bit more of an inbound thing, but they've also got a call out and that sort of thing. There's a hundred percent like there's that. And there's also the fact that most, I think the problem is, is that when you get to a certain level of a call center, like you're working with people, right. And so you have to have like really solid structural, solid structural processes, right. You've got to have like processes that are very clearly laid out, very clearly mapped uh, because there can't be room for human error. Like if you're working, especially if you're working with, um, you know, labor from overseas or something like that, you can't rely on them to do their own thing. Like you really have to tell them exactly what to do, when to do it. And so the, the, the issue that I find is that as a client wants to use a call center, they are in a position where they might have their own way of things they want it. Maybe they want to send a text out at a certain point. Maybe they want this to happen at a certain point. And most other like quote unquote call centers, they just, they just can't accommodate that. They just have to say, no, you follow this. Like we, we're going to force you to go inside this box and that's all you can do. And if you don't want to do that, then you can't work with us. Sorry. And that's also not fair because every single client's different. Every, and especially if I'm working with not just the client directly, but agencies who are white labeling my service to their clients and things like that, we have to have flexibility there as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's lots of problems like that. Yeah. So I guess when you start to work with a new company and, and like for us, for example, you know, you guys do a great job of calling our clients leads for us. How do you go about figuring out or how did you originally figure out a process that worked? Just common sense. <laughs> it, was, it was literally just like, it was literally just like, right, well, what kind of like, so, so we actually, okay, going back to the, my other agency for a second, we were doing, um, not only were we generating leads for our clients, but we we're also generating cold leads for ourselves. And we just noticed that with our own leads, there would be lots of, like we, we kind of just, we, we were able to build this process of our own leads. Then from that, although we didn't do it as a part of our Facebook ad service, uh, we had this like follow-up system for our own leads. So I kind of replicated that when I built team follow-up. I was like, right, well, that's my starting point. And so like, and so far it's, it's been really good. And I think as time goes on, I definitely will be trying to optimize it and improve it and that sort of thing. But ultimately it's not like we're trying to look for these 1% increase. Like if you work with us, there's a good chance that before you were maybe phoning the lead once or twice, like I said, two days after they came in, right? Like going from going from that to then us phoning up leads within five minutes of them booking in um, and then us phoning them for seven days. Because like it's, it's just night and day. It's completely different. So even if we, for example, didn't send an email or, or an SMS follow-up on day one, but we sent it on day three or like, these are such little things at the beginning that, you just don't need to know about it. So, so yeah, I started on the common sense approach, use what we used at um, my other Facebook agency. And and yeah, that's how we started. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, you know, going back to when you did work with clients and they'd complain about the lead quality and that sort of thing, I guess generally, like, what do you think gets in the way of businesses being successful with their lead generation? With their lead generation or their lead follow-up? Well, I guess both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not very good at marketing, so I'm I'm, I'm going to leave the lead generation um, to to the side for a second. You'll you'll know a ton of ton more than me about lead generation. Um, but but in terms of lead follow up, it's it's just it's so funny. It's it's so simple, but it's not easy. You know, yeah. it's it's like going to the gym. It's like 
you know, like everyone knows that if they want to look good, if you can look better than 99% of people on the planet just by going to the gym, for, like spending an hour, four times a week going to the gym, you know, just like lifting some weights, doing some exercise, whatever. You can look better than most people on the world, in the world. But it's the same thing with, with follow-up, you know, like if you just picked up the phone twice a day, every day and just phone up the, like, and you just had a system free, followed, followed, followed up the leads, you sent the SMSs out, you did all that stuff. Like, you know what you need to do but you just don't do it. And, then, and don't get me wrong. It's um, it, 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 there's plenty of reasons why, you know, it's most, especially if you're a contractor, you know, you're on the road a lot. You're, you're out doing on sites. You're, you're doing this, you're doing that. Like you're very busy people. You don't have time to sit there for two hours every day, just literally picking up the phone and making phone calls. So I, I completely get that. So um, I, I think the main thing is what's stopping people is purely it's the time and effort, which is a bit of a broad answer, but that is, that is it really. Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely see it a lot like in the trades, you know, either with a lot of our clients, sometimes it's the business owner, him or herself, who is calling the leads, which obviously they wear a ton of different hats and that just doesn't work. Or they've got, you know, one salesperson, but the salesperson usually wants to deal with people who are serious. So oftentimes that's like a big detractor from their time. Or they have like an office manager and same sort of scenario, you know, that person has a lot of other responsibilities. So often does come down to like, it's such a big time commitment to do it properly and do it well. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And there's there's, there's two things there, which which you mentioned. So the first thing is that even if you do have the time, if you're a business owner, like you shouldn't be doing this, like you shouldn't be doing it anyway. Like follow up is it's it's very easy to outsource, or I say it's very easy to outsource. It's, it's not. It's easy to pay my company to to do it. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> to do it yourself, it would be quite. It would be you know having to find the labors, train them. Like it would be a, a bit advanced. However, it, it's, it's even if it's not my company, you know, other companies out there that you can use, and it's it's easy to to get so and you can get it like your time is worth so like that time that you spend following up you could be doing like someone else would grow the business you know like you could be doing so much where you could be getting more return on your investment return on your time from outsourcing it you know and the second thing as well is that i actually spoke to a, a lead and now a client the other day who they hired like someone to be a um, i think they would be like a facebook media buyer to begin with and then as time gone on they started getting them to do the follow-up for them and like adding all these little things in and like, like, and it's like, it just starts to, it just, it's just like, no, like it goes crazy. And that's obviously why they're working with us now because they realize that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's funny. Like the way that, yeah, it happens, you know? Yeah. So tell me a little bit more. So your team and I know, but you know, for the benefit of our listeners here. So your team, as soon as the lead calls, comes in they're calling and then they're calling twice a day for seven days is that right yeah exactly so when a lead comes in uh we're usually phoning within it depends on how many leads we get at the same you know second yeah <laughs> if we get loads of leads at once then it, it, it changes the time but usually sort of in five minutes we're phoning leads maybe maximum 10 minutes we're phoning up the lead in the first instance we're trying to put them in for a call uh, if they don't answer then we put them into our power dialer and then every day for the next seven days we phone them twice a day so we'll phone them usually in the morning and in the afternoon it really depends like some clients you know we're we're flexible like i said at the beginning we don't try and fit you into a box so uh, if you want us to phone at 7 a.m and then phone at 7 p.m or phone at 10 a.m and phone at 3 p.m or whatever times you want us to phone we'll we'll phone twice a day 
We'll reply to any text messages in that time as well. And then we'll do it for the next seven days. And if they don't answer after seven days, from our experience, you know, they're not going to answer the phone. So there's no point to keep keep going. So we usually abandon them after seven days. And and then if we are able to get an appointment booked in, we uh, do like appointment confirmations. So we would phone up a lead. Uh, let's say you wanted us to phone up every lead, every appointment you have an hour before the appointment time just to confirm the appointment. We do, we do that. And even if, for example, you've got a lead, maybe we phone up a lead and they're at work and they say, hey, I'm, I'm busy until 7 p.m. Call me at 7 p.m. And we're even able, if, even if we finish calling your account by 4 p.m., whatever time it is, we'll still phone them at 7 p.m. You know, and book them in for an appointment. So, yeah, we kind of got that whole, essentially how I like to see it is the client takes care of the leads and then we can literally take care of all, everything for the appointments. Um, so, yeah, works pretty well. It's like you're doing calls on call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. Awesome. So if somebody's considering, you know, they're having that problem, they're generating leads, but they're like, you know what, I'm drove crazy trying to contact people in a timely manner. I know I'm leaving money on the table. I'm not getting back to people quickly. What is it that they should look for in an appointment setter or an appointment setting team? Yeah, for sure. So the first thing that, and I don't want this to come across in the wrong way, um, but the first thing is the way the person sounds if you're trying to look for an appointment setter. So that's the first, when we're, when we are hiring um, new appointment setters for, for team follow-up, the first thing I do as a part of the application is sell them. And I, re- I really don't mind. I don't care where they are in the world. I don't care what, what nationality they are. I don't care about any, anything of that. Um, they, they'll send me their CV sometimes. I'm like, not to be rude, but I don't care about this. Like, just send me a voice recording of yourself. That's all I care about to begin with. Because I can't train that. Like, if you've got a really deep accent that people can't really understand that well, or like, it's just like, in the, the day, it's it's just, it is what it is. And people won't be able to understand you. And they're just going to hang up on you. That's, that's what's going to happen. And so, so what ends up happening is they they send that. Um, and that's the, and then everything else I can train after. So that, that that's the number one thing. The second thing is I would always r- recommend, obviously, a lot of people want to, work with people in the US because they're they're used to people being in the US and they're in their time zone and that sort of thing. But I would say, you know, look at Latin America. Um that can be a really good way to find some um I've got some really, really great team members who are who are, you know, very low hourly rate. And they do I feel like they do better than some Americans if I hired them, you know, and, and not just Americans, English as well. Like and you know, in some other countries their culture is very different in terms of work and they work really hard. So the first thing is is listening to the uh, listen to the voice. Um, I'd, I'd I'd definitely reach out to some people in Latin America, see if you can find someone there. And another thing is just like um, you need to be able to have someone that. Well, it depends on how you've set your systems up, but you need to have someone that's reliable. It's, it's kind of a very common thing, but someone that's reliable, someone that you you can trust that is going to phone the leads up when you say to phone them up. And um, if they're you know skipping work and they're not turning up, and obviously having good internet is another big thing. They've got to have good internet, otherwise that also won't work. Right. Yeah. So I know you mentioned that, you know, the sound of their voice is one of the things that you look at, internet connection, reliability as a whole. For you, when you're hiring part of your team, is there anything else that you look for? There really isn't. That is, that is literally it. Like, Because like I said, I, everything else can be trained. I I don't need anyone that's got call center. In fact, I don't want people that have call center experience, if I'm being honest with you. And the reason why is because there are a lot of call centers out there that train people to sound like robots or sound just very, um, it, just just not to sound 
authentic. You know, friendly. I want yeah. people to be on the phone like, hey, Crystal, how are you? Yeah, I'm calling from blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 da. And like, just really friendly, like have a great conversation and it feels like they're, you know, they're one of your friends, if anything, phoning up. Not, hello, is that Mrs. Crystal? Oh, hello, Mrs. Crystal. Like, I don't want that. Like, it, like it's such a sales call. It's salesy. You know, I don't like that. So, so in fact, you've got to try and like, if someone is from a call center, and I'm not saying all call centers are like that, but there's a good chance they will be. And you've got to like untrain them and then retrain. It's just effort. I'd rather just have someone that's literally like a blank canvas. Maybe you've never done call centers before. And I just, they just sound good. And that's it. We're good to go. Yeah, that makes sense. So when it comes to learning the business or, yeah, I guess, tell me about that process to understand like what the appointment setters are going to say when they call up those leads. So we have quite an intense onboarding process. So uh, it's changed a fair bit since we signed you up, Crystal. But when we, when we onboard our clients, we have an onboarding call with I call them the team captain, but essentially they're, they're an account manager um, with the account manager. And then I also have an onboarding call with like a tech team and through and not just that but there's multiple calls after that before we go live which is essentially just working with the client usually the client will send us a script of what they want us to say mm-hmm. and in the first instance we look at it and go like we have to remind clients a lot that our team aren't the sales team yeah like we're not the what like you know we're not the ones that should be trying to find out what they're emotional motivation is and and try to like right. find out their pains and like my team aren't trained for that you know they, they, they can't do that and so a lot of clients they send us some crazy scripts to begin with and i'm like and i just literally like hey look it should literally be like a paragraph long and that's it so then there's a lot of going back and forth with that with, with the scripts and ultimately as you as you know as well when we first go live with a script a lot of the time the client will listen to the script and in a few days they're like, hey, can we make these changes? Like I actually heard some of the calls and I heard that the appointment set said this wrong or or maybe the or everyone's reacting um, in a certain way to this question, which I don't like. Can we change this question up, please? And of course, we just literally the same day we can change it and then we're good to go again. So it's you don't need to worry about getting perfect the first time. It's purely about just being open to changing it as we go along, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an important point too, like having the right expectations of your appointment setting team. So for you guys, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, their job is essentially to book the appointment. They can gather some initial, like basic information, a couple of questions kind of thing, but they're not really there to qualify or is that fair to say? Yeah, I I would say I would say quali- I say we can qualify it hard. We can do hard qualifiers. So, for example, if there's like yes/no questions, you know, are you this type of lead or that type of lead? Obviously, we wouldn't say that to them, but like that that kind of thing, you know. And we can give and we and we can say to them, "Hey, I'm really sorry, like we we wouldn't be a good fit for you right now." Blah blah. And we can hang up. But to be honest with you, the the value that my team really it, it's literally just someone pressing the call button. Like that's really where a lot of the value. Like just having someone just actually just even if they sounded terrible. That's obviously not a, not a good thing, but half of it is just having someone to actually pick up the phone and make make the calls. So yeah, in terms of qualifying and, and the scripts and things like that, like it's 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 not too crazy. We can do the qualifying qualifying though. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, and yeah, I mean realistically, the biggest challenge is just getting someone, you know, getting the lead on the other end to pick up the phone, and your success rate as a business is way higher if you can connect with someone in that way 
and you know what we've had a we had a client recently who had this probably doesn't sound great for me but um, we had a client recently who had something like 49 leads and he was like hey Aaron we've only got one booked appointment from 49 leads like can you look into this for me I was like yeah of course like I was, I was first of all like what like, that doesn't sound right like let me look into yeah I was like 100% looked into it and I was like yeah um literally the other 48 just haven't answered the phone like we phoned them at the time we said we're going to phone them right and we've done all the like we've done everything we can and there's only so much from I've had other clients say the same thing to me like, oh how can we get more appointments and it's like I, I don't like I want to you know I love helping my clients I want to do the max we can but like it gets to a point where there's literally so much we can do and we are doing everything we can do and if for example if if everyone's answering the phone let's say 10 people answer the phone but only five booked then 100% we need to be changing the script we need to be adjusting something for sure um, unless they're just unqualified and it's just the lead I don't know uh, but if it's a case where people just aren't answering the phone well then it's like okay well are we phoning at the right times maybe we can adjust the times we're phoning and things like that but um, apart from that, like, you know, if the leads aren't answering, it's kind of, you have to put it back on the client and just say to them, it's, it's you know, the leads aren't answering and, and that's it. So, but yeah, anyway, half of the battle is just getting them on the phone for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And for you guys as well, I mean, and, you know, for our clients, for example, when a lead comes in, like they get an email out of it right away they get a text right away there are other things in place and even with your team from the appointment setting perspective you're also able to you know respond to text messages and instagram messages and any sort of inquiries and information that's coming through our crm as well which is hugely valuable yeah yeah for sure that definitely because a lot of time people just don't know who you are and they might reply like sorry like what, what what's going on what and so if you have even someone just to reply hey we're calling from here and let's like you know we like we do for for some of our clients we have like these warm-up questions as well we, with, with the text messages we find that if someone replies to us to instantly say to them hey book an appointment tomorrow it people kind of throw them back a little bit it's a bit too harsh so we like to be in a position where we can say to them like for example if you had an insurance lead uh we might say to them just to confirm you're under the age of 65. Yes, I am. Okay, awesome. And you haven't smoked any tobacco products for the last 12 months? No, I haven't. Okay, great. And then we will go to ask them the appointment quick. Like, do you want to book it? Like, well, not do you, but like, let's book you in for an appointment tomorrow at blah, blah. And that way they're a bit warmed up. The conversation's flowing. It's a lot easier to book in. So even that, you've kind of got to be careful of just saying straight away, book an appointment. Um, but yeah, text messages are definitely a, a big one as well. Yeah, that's a really good point of like, you know, tweaking your process and stuff depending on the medium that that's coming through. For sure. And, and and that's the thing about SMS as well. I think, um, I know everyone says this, but SMS really is undervalued. Like if I ever get a message and I'm sure you're the same, Crystal, if I ever get a text message, I'm going to read that text message and I'm probably going to read the whole thing. Um, and a lot of people are like that. And so when a lot of people, like I've, I speak to some clients and I'm like, okay, what kind of follow-up are you doing? Oh, well, if they don't book in, I have like an email automation sequence. It's like, no one's like gonna like what are you talking about like it's nothing's gonna work so yeah that's where uh sms is really powerful as well because if you're not only phoning them twice a day so they've got these numbers that keep coming through and then they've got a text message saying who you are and you know and it, it reminds them a little bit and then yeah you, you get a lot more appointments booked in really yeah yeah i think i heard the or i read the other day that text messages have an open rate of like 98 <laughs> percent which is i crazy. think i who's walking around like, like not yeah who's the two percent yeah <laughs> like, I, I can't imagine like it must just be like my nan and someone else that just don't over like just never answer their phone and never look at their phone because text messages like 
yeah facebook messages i can understand you might not read all of them but text messages like you you you, you at least open them up even if you're just going to completely disregard it you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome so aaron i guess any last words of wisdom or thoughts when it comes to properly following up with your leads uh last thoughts or wisdom like i said make it a habit if you can't hire a company to help you with it like if i was to say to someone the current lead you're getting i can literally double the number of like for the same cost i can double the number of appointments even if you did it yourself you can double the number of appointments like if i said just if you're spending let's say three thousand dollars a month or five thousand dollars a month or i don't know whatever you're spending on, on ad spend if i was to pay you the same amount to do the follow-up like you probably would do it you probably be like, oh yeah okay yeah like if you're gonna pay me three grand a month i'll do the follow-up like that, that sounds good to me but then they won't be willing to do it if i was to if I told them to double their appointments, if that makes sense, you know? So if they're spending $3,000 on, on leads and I can double your appointments, essentially you're getting paid $3,000 to do the follow-up because you're saving, do you know what I mean? You're saving that much. So yeah, you just got to make a habit of it. Definitely do SMS. That's a, that's a really big one. And another thing, really quick one is just about not just the actual follow-up, but getting people on the phone when they've booked an appointment as well. Um, I don't know if uh, maybe a lot of your listeners are, going to people's houses so it's a bit different but obviously making sure that if you've got like a phone call appointment with someone um i would recommend doing it don't do zoom to begin with as we've discovered crystal i definitely yes. recommend <laughs> do it, doing it over the phone to begin with because zoom's very it's, you want to make the whole call with you or the whole meeting with you as frictionless as possible yeah. for, for the club for the lead right so if if it comes to asking them to join a zoom room compared to literally picking up the phone and pressing answer they're, they're two very different things and uh so i definitely recommend that and if someone doesn't turn up to, to the meeting they, they no show like you know have a proper process for that don't just try and phone once or twice and then give up like phone them at the same time phone them at the time of the appointment phone them five minutes after phone them, phone them 10 minutes after send them a couple of sms's in between that as well because people run busy lives they're late for things and if they've missed your call and you don't try and call them back they'll just they'll just go oh they didn't call back i'll just leave it now they, they don't really care anymore so yeah things like that so, so the no show stuff i'd add in there as well but that'd be the final thing i'd say love that yeah that was a big learning for me both to not try to force people on zoom sorry to anyone i did that to and uh <laughs> and also the double calling yeah yeah, especially the especially contractors that are on the road and like you're expecting yeah. them to like. I don't know what it's thinking. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really funny though because like I was you know like you're my client. I want to be like you know respectful and positive, and I want to be and like you're saying no, no, I don't think we should do it yet. Da, 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 and I'm just like putting my hair out. Like how do I like not be rude but also just say like <laughs> you're being silly. Come on, like just do it. But anyway, we've got through that point now. We're yeah. good now. So it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> lessons learned all around <laughs> exactly exactly that for sure awesome well thank you Aaron. this has been so insightful i'm sure some of our listeners are going to be curious to learn more about you and about team follow-up so what's the best way for them to do that yeah that's uh i've haven't <laughs> so i would say linkedin or my facebook to be honest with you i haven't been building out most of, like literally all the growth i've had in team follow-up so far has been organic and like just referrals pretty much so i haven't really been focusing on like websites or funnels or anything like that so i should really definitely start doing that soon um but for now i'll just say yeah my linkedin and, and my facebook profile to be honest with you 
Yeah, absolutely. And if anybody listening needs help with their lead generation and follow up, you got the dynamic duo here. That yeah, they for, sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Awesome. Thank you so much, Aaron. Really appreciate you being on the show. No worries. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Crystal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Tools. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love if you could also share this episode with a fellow contractor who is ready to get off the tools and grow their business. And if you want more leads, sign up for our email list at reflectivemarketing.com, where we share weekly marketing insights that you can't get anywhere else. I'm Crystal Hobbs, and I hope you'll join me on the next episode of Beyond the Tools. See you next time.